This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. What is up, y'all? I'm Moni, and you're Mixing with Moni. Okay, welcome to a special bonus episode of Mixing with Moni, where I'm combining the same hot takes of me and my friends and putting it with some new, fresh content you don't usually hear about on here, because we can all stand to mix it up every now and then. So sit back, sip, and enjoy. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I am very excited for today um, for a couple reasons. I am so stressed right now. I'm in the middle of packing, as people may or may not know from listening before. I have mentioned at least once, maybe a thousand times, that I'm moving back home to the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, also known as the DMV, if you didn't know, which I'm very excited about, very grateful for, going to be doing some some jobs and things there um, to help pay for this damn wedding. And also life. (laughs) That's what adults do, they say, is work and stuff. And um, that is what I'm going to be doing, is working and, and stuff. Very excited about it, but I'm in the middle of moving. So this week, the episode is actually going to be a couple of things. I am delayed in getting a guest. I have an episode coming or recording on this following the the upcoming Monday, um, June 7th. So I will have an episode out probably on the 8th of June as well as this one. This is actually going to be a release of one of my Patreon episodes from the series Rewind and Rewatch, where I am starting from the very beginning, or I'm going to the very first episode with no context, no follow-up, nothing of each Housewife franchise and possibly some shows not Housewives, like Married to Medicine, Vanderpump Rules, Below Deck, things like that, where I have a guest on. And basically we are just going to the very first episode of these shows that we love, And taking notes, walking through it, really much more recapping and discussion. And like, what the hell are we actually watching? How did this become this big phenomenon? These shows are still on, or why did they get canceled? Things like that. Um, We've done OC already, which is what I'm going to be putting out today with Kendrick from the um, Me, You, Housewives of Marvel 2 um, podcast. And he is a doll, a dear, an amazing friend. And he was also on the panel that we did for Summer House and Portia's engagement emergency. Emergency it was. Why does she keep wanting to remind us that she is engaged? I still don't believe it. I'm sorry. Something's going on. Something is amiss. I'm not buying it. It just feels so trolly. I don't know. But 
I also wanted to address something because I've gotten a lot of questions on whether or not we should continue to call the Housewives of Potomac the Housewives of Potomac if now currently the only person who lives in Potomac is Karen Huger and she is renting. Well, if you listened to my episode last week with Steven at Faces by Bravo on Instagram and Twitter and things, he had great points for why Housewives also rent, but his reasons have I don't believe are the same reasons that Karen is renting little shady, but I love her. Um, But that being said, those are some great reasons. So it makes sense, but this is not the first, this isn't the first housewives that like, they don't live there. Most of the women who live in it on the housewives of Atlanta don't actually live in Atlanta. They live outside of Atlanta. There is no Lake that runs through Atlanta that makes Cynthia on Lake Bailey. They're in the suburbs of Atlanta. So that's that. Also the women who were on housewives of DC, not all of them lived in DC. Some lived out, out on the outskirts, which is something I've explained before in the pot. If you're new, if you're not, it's fine to skip ahead like 10 seconds. It's a transient area and people constantly live, work and playing in DC, Maryland or Virginia. Not to mention the Potomac River does run through all three areas. So maybe they're like, we. Get, it's like that, you know? I'm thinking like that, because they're not, they're not gonna ever rechange the title. It's too late now. They'll just try to find somebody else who lives in Potomac. And we technically don't know the status of Mia, the new housewife's address. I believe she's more Baltimore based, but at the same time, she could not be. And she could just work there and play there a lot. But Potomac River is something that runs through all three. So they could technically still be the house of Potomac. I mean, don't like half the Beverly Hill girls live in, in, what is it? I don't know, West Coast, Encino or um, the Valley. Isn't Buca de Beppo like somewhere else? Like, I think that that's, they all consistently move out of what, because it's, it's probably more affordable. I don't know. Um, but they move out of those areas. So, and they don't change the name of Housewives of Beverly Hills to Housewives of Encino or LA County or whatever it is that they are technically in. Um, so it could be for a lot of reasons. Again, Stephen Gray gave great ones for why women do rent on these shows and why it might be called something and not something else. But maybe like we just like imply the river, which is a little bit more all-inclusive of the three areas because they're all over the place. So I know it can be confusing, but only addressing that because plenty of people have been like, so what do we call this damn show? Because Monique was the only one who owned in Potomac. And it's like, what do you do when you lose the only person who has ownership in the titular city? (laughs) Like, what do you do with that? Well, I guess what you do is you keep on keeping on. And, you know, Stephen addressed the absence of Monique in our episode last week and everything else um, and how we're going to be able to move forward. That being said, the trailer still rocked for me. Some of y'all were a little bored by it. That was shocking. Um, and we'll have to see, but I'm very excited. Um, yeah. We have an episode for New York and Beverly Hills recap is coming. I'm doing it on Monday because I'm in the middle of moving. Like I've said a thousand and forty times before, I am just I could not even nail down anything. Like I, I couldn't figure it out. So it's delayed. I'm recording on Monday, and I'll have it out on Tuesday, the eighth, I believe that is, uh, while also starting a job where I am taking care of people's kids all day running that thing. So very excited for this busy, crazy, hectic summer, but very grateful that all of you are listening. So please enjoy this 
episode. This is from the Patreon, which of course the links are in the description, but also just patreon.com slash mixing with Monty. If you'd like to join as low as $5 a month. And this is one of the, this is a freebie. This is the episode of um, Orange County season one, episode one, where I am talking with Kendrick about Woo, how we got started. We started it all and it is a ride. If you haven't rewatched it, let this episode convince you to go and restart that journey. So and if you have rewatched it in preparation for this, enjoy because we get into it, honey. So um, yeah, enjoy that. And I will be back next week with the live recaps of everything else that's going on and try not to delay again. But thank you for your patience as your girl is trying to get her adulting on. It's my very first real apartment. I'm just really excited and I'm trying to get it all done correctly. It's I'm failing, but it's fine. I'm continuing to try because that is what matters, you know? All right, y'all. Thank you. Bear with me. And up next, Kendrick and I break down all the things of Orange County season one, episode one, rewind, rewatch um series on my patreon this show is supported by state farm insurance is a part of any solid financial plan making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry it's important to protect not only your business but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. On June 14th, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your team, Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters June 14th. Get tickets now. All right, y'all. As promised, I am here with Kendrick Tucker. He is the host of the amazing podcast, Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2. All four of my favorite things. I love me. I love him. I love the housewives and I love Marble. So that's really fun. Um, yeah. He is an amazing <laughs> podcaster, Instagram personality. You can follow him at um, Housewives and Marvel too. And um, yeah, get into him. We're, we just did a great Hot Topics episode. If you have not listened to that, please go do that. We are about to break down the very first episode of the first season of the Housewives of Orange County. Welcome to oh my new rewatch and rewind series. We're breaking down all the franchises. Kendrick, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for coming on and doing this. Oh, thank Subjecting you. I, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for inviting me. I, boy, oh boy, this was an experience because I feel like I haven't watched this in God knows how long, but now at my age and at, at this time in the country, everything, it was just, 
this was an experience. Can I tell <laughs> this you something? This rewatch was an experience. Yes. I've never seen episode one of Orange County ever. Every really? time I rewatched the whole show, I started at episode two because I've always just felt like the first <laughs> one don't give is never going to give me anything. It's like a glorified casting no. tape. I don't right. do pilots. So right. I decided when I decided to do this, I was like, let me just go in, no context, watch it, don't follow up, don't watch any mm-hmm. other ones of the same series, <laughs> right. just go into it blind. What the fuck is this? And then come out. Like, right. <laughs> and I'm really glad that I different and then that I did it. <laughs> Let's get into it. We're going to really like narrate and recap this. Hopefully it invites you to want to go and watch it if you have not already or if you haven't in a long time. If you want to pause this and actually go watch it for yourself so you can get into it with us and really bring yourself down to the gutter with us and go back into this time (laughs) capsule and go, wow, what? Do that now. Highly invite because, of course, there will be spoilers and things, but we're just, we got to do it. So it's the intro for me. It was the very beginning of the episode. (laughs) They're explaining, I guess, why they're having this show. And it was once upon a time supposed to be the concept and title of behind the gates or behind the private gate or behind beyond the gate, something about gates, mm-hmm. which we get in the first five seconds because we're told by, it sounds like Gina Keogh, the narrator, life is different in a gated community. And I'm like, is oh. it? I guess at right. the time that was like a very big thing because I'm like, okay, so this isn't like that big of a deal. Plenty of people live in gated communities. I know a few people in or out, but I'm also thinking when this aired, I was a child and I remember when my, one of my best friends lived in a gated community, that was a really cool thing during Mm. that time. It was like such a different special vibe because the, the nice fancy houses, there was not a lot of like HGTV and everything has made us all able to access nice home decor furnishings Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So there's a lot less separation of the two. Like the finishes can be whatever we want them to be, no matter where we are now. And also gentrification. Because people Mm. were like, oh, I'm just going to take that vibe from the gate, not pay for that, and take it to the hood where I don't know anything about, and I'm just going to put myself there and put it right. in there because it's cheaper. So we now have access to these nice things anywhere you go, anywhere right. you are, right? I Congratulations, guess, yeah, Gate. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> Kate. At the time, life was different behind a gated community. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We get flashes <laughs> of beautiful cars and homes, and we're told by Gina, also the standing realtor of the show, that these homes cost you at least 1.8 to 2.2 million dollars i'm thinking a couple things yeah outside of beverly hills which was a, a allegedly their target community obviously beverly hills was like no <laughs> this right. was back before you know it was a thing before oc right. did change the game they were mm-hmm. like no and this was like the next best thing orange county is not beverly hills it is mm. a totally different vibe it's just like a california suburb very you know small close-knit and yep. this was in the early 2000s, okay? Mm-hmm. When you heard these price tags, what did you think in your housewife mind? What were you like? Were you impressed or were you like, eh? You know, okay, so I, for some reason, as soon as she like mentioned the gates and all this stuff, and I immediately thought about 
my excitement when Atlanta premiered because I remember watching the first episode and them being like, oh, you know, uh, you know, this is where the black Mecca, we all live and we're rich, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, I get it. So I'm like, maybe this is, you know, for a different audience, but, Mm -hmm. you know, still, you know, opulence, none the least. The price, I, you know, I'm, I'm not aiming for it right now, but, you know, you know, do do what you do i guess they different can strokes for different yeah de- definitely and i'm willis and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure now the value of the homes have gone like astronomically higher and oh, absolutely and everything this was march 21st 2006 when this premiered so different times six good god T- 2006 we are talking <laughs> a great many 15 years ago um so 1.8 it's insane to, to think that like crazy this and like, did this come after Laguna Beach? Like, were they around the same time? Uh, yeah, I believe they were. Oh wow! Because I think about all all the stuff was in high school. Oh boy! So yeah, I know that they, Beverly Hills was like, yeah, we want no parts of this shit until like four years later. Then they're like, oh yeah, we want all the things. Okay. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah. Once they started realizing what it can do for the area and everything mm-hmm. like that, they were like. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> We'd actually love a little bit of that. Thanks. Right. Um, I'll take it. Yeah. The real, yeah, Laguna Beach aired in uh, 2004 to 2006. So the kids, oh, the wow. teenagers who were on Orange County were channeling this vibe to me. I was like, oh, I see. Right. Because they had seen it. They want that life and that's everything like that. Shane so Keo. Huh, okay, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> the taglines that we get from this, there is absolutely no tagline. How about that we're going to call it? I don't know. <laughs> These were really just snippets that they wanted to get us to like get into involved into like, wait, what are they talking about? Like absurd right. TV. It's very absurd. The taglines, <laughs> quote unquote, were as follows. Vicky's, I don't want to get old. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Gina's, it's just money. You can't take it with you. Relatable. Lori's, <laughs> are the police involved? Kimberly, where is she now? 85% of the women around here have breast implants. <laughs> Joe, he's pretty much keeping me. <laughs> And I was just like, oh my God, this is, but it did invite me in. It did make me go, what are they about to be? What is this show looking like? What are we talking about? In case anybody's confused, Gina that we're talking about is J-E-A-N-A, not the one currently on there with the extensions. Two entirely different people. This is Gina Keogh, who... I if she told me she did not have any plastic surgery, I believed her because when she showed us yeah. her model pictures, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Gina Keogh is a real estate mogul. She's married to a retired baseball star, Matt Keogh, who is um, at the time she was married to him, who sadly has actually passed away. He passed away, I think, mm-hmm. at sixty-four something last year in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she was picked by him and his mom because she had the right build and genetics. You know, and I, I said, down, "What right? are we talking about?" Here? Right. You know, I wrote that down. Right. I was uh-huh. that, that moment. I said, "Oh," because <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I had had not caught it before when I watched this or what. But yeah, I think maybe I. Don't, I feel like you know, having a podcast, it makes you watch stuff in a different lens. Yes. Yes. To yes. Talk about. I, I caught that and I was like, okay, wait, well, 
what are we talking about here? Because if he had to present you to the family to get the go ahead, that 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 raises some eyebrows. Like, and she, his mom picked him out of his girlfriends. She said because she's like she will do. And what's worse is like she like circles back to that when she talks about how their thirteen year old was kind of like a. we have such great genes and our kids look so damn good. We should have another one because I think <laughs> her daughter is like 16, 17 and her mm-hmm. son is about 18 going on 19 yeah, 18. and he's graduating high school. She's a varsity from JV and the son is third. The other son is 13. So he was like the, we should really just round it out and have beautiful right. children. <laughs> like the idea that she's like, look at these jeans. She said that with her mouth. Look at these jeans. Let's have another one. God. I hate it here. But it's v- it. very Orange County. The yep. only way you can describe it, very Orange County. There's no structure to how they film this. They don't have scenes. They're not, they're just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's a free I flow. like the chaotic energy that I never <laughs> had to. Before I get bored with anybody, I moved on. So right. it was great. I wasn't bored a single moment. For the first episode, that's a really good sign, you know? Yeah. Kim, uh, Joe, she is, we're in her house now with Slade. Slade is the housewife hopper. She is engaged to this man, Slade, and she's living with his two children in a very nice home. This is when he's a catch. Now, I'm not very familiar with the early seasons of uh, Orange County because yeah. I was very young. I, I Though I started with Orange County, which is very crazy. Um, mm. I just dived, dove right in. But right. Slade being a catch, I never saw. I never got to see him be employed. <laughs> because i'm like you know what watching this and like having watched like however many like recent years or whatever it's weird like watching this because i was giving him a piece as if like i wasn't looking at it as if it was 2006 i was looking at like 2015 or Uh no 13 slate i was like a catch like wait a minute what that's what i said okay okay, so let's look at it through the lens of joe she's lonely in her house because Mm -hmm. slade wants her to be a kept woman he doesn't want her to Mm -hmm. work she had aspirations and wanted to go out and stuff and she goes out at night but that's when he's home and now he wants to be with her but during the day she's lonely she has nothing to do she just cleans Mm -hmm. and like looks around the house and it's sunbabes and everything like that because he pays all her bills he gives her a nice car he mentioned 5,000 square foot home, very expensive car. And as we know, we'll talk about later, a very large yellow canary diamond that was $115,000 from Fashion Island. Okay. Um, So he wants her to be a lady of leisure. She's saying she's adopted that lifestyle will develop over time, whether or not that's true. (laughs) Kimberly where is this woman today she's i have forgotten all about her (laughs) she is the normal one she's from baltimore and she Uh was like i've learned very quickly that life over here behind the gate is very different from life of baltimore i'm like yeah in 2006 you better your ass I'm right. sure. Okay, <laughs> that ain't it. Even in 2000 now. But um, she, her husband, I mean, he's an app. She's like the Gina, the G-I-N-A of yeah. the group where she doesn't have a shit ton of money. She is kind of the Taylor Armstrong. She's kind of portraying to have more money and put on mm-hmm. like, a, oh, well, we just got here or whatever. And so she's, it's weird because her house is not extravagant, but yet she becomes like the 
kind of like the high priestess of this entire like in culture. Uh, so right. we'll, we'll get to the it. But I'm just queen. Like, huh? <laughs> like, okay. Cause if the house is right. regular, her husband's regular. And so for her to tell us then that she got new boobs because her husband, after like a couple weeks being there, looked at her in the car sure. one day and said, you, would you want to get breast implants? I was like, <laughs> um, okay. He said it's important to him because at a certain age, you got to be able to still, what she say? Like still be attractive to you. Okay. Yeah. She talked about gotcha. like, while she's doing her biking and being healthy and everything and doing her workout, mm. she is saying that in order for him to have a housewife over 40, these are the things that she has to do. He wants a trophy wife. So you're just going to get rid opinion. of me. And in order for me to, I got to renew my subscription. Right. I got to fine tune myself for you to continue to renew. I am not Amazon. You better go up. Right. <laughs> Mother of your children, is... you better go ahead. How about that? And so these are the times. <laughs> her Pilates, private Pilates instructor, that's like her way of, I guess, spending money. And she spends a lot of time working out. That's how she's right. in her leisure. Her and a Pilates instructor, that looked hella homo. I mean, heteroerotic. <laughs> it looked very charged. In the passion department. Yeah. And it wasn't supposed to be, but it also was because they're trying to like give you that like desperate housewives vibe of like she's sleeping with her trainer. Jesse Metcalf and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was it? Uh Eva Longoria. Yeah. It was giving yes, it to you. It was giving me that. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. So he's like opening her legs and stretching her out and touching her her hips and pelvis and areas. And I'm like, oh, I understand that's like what is just that's like sure how Pilates goes but like you better know that they were like can you do a stretch like that producers right. were definitely directing that scene oh um, yeah I would imagine oh, that yeah. like if if you making <laughs> if you gonna make me be the quote-unquote trophy wife yeah after, because I'm now over 40 then yeah I'm gonna get that body the most fun way I can <laughs> yeah and now definitely it makes a lot fun. of sense when they cast Tamara because season three she comes when Tamara comes in her whole thing is that she is the hottest housewife in Orange County she mm -hmm. is the trophy wife she's the hot OC wife she's hot she's hot she's hot she's hot she's hot yep. <laughs> well, everyone knows she's hot and I'm like aren't they like kind of all hot like isn't that the whole point like it just they have nothing else to do but like be cute Right. And like get fit, like right. they can work out forty <laughs> times a day and eat healthy because they have the unlimited means to do so, and the trainers and everything like that, and the husbands have no problem paying for that and the surgeries because right, of it. Cool. it is literally their their lifeline to be like okay, thank you, <laughs> yeah. So we move on into Vicky's intro scene, which is very reminiscent of who Vicky is even now. She is all about her children, all about insurance, and all about controlling Brianna. But she's showing us, I work yep. really hard. I want to give my kids a lot. And I've done that. And Brianna is, who's my favorite. She's walking in like, okay. And mom, what are you like doing? What, why are you all up on my ass? And she's like, I just love you. And I want everything to be perfect for you. And I'm, I'm all about you. And I just love my children. Ah, <laughs> I'm like, Vicky, you have got to relax. <laughs> oh, like every, every single scene. You Brianna know, Vicky was suffocated. Right. <laughs> You know, if, if Vicky ain't going to tell you nothing, she going to tell you that she works. <laughs> if yes. nothing else, you going to know that she works. You going to know what she does, yep. how often she does it. Oh, Vicky works. Yep. She told us about her insurance career and how mm -hmm. she had didn't have college. She didn't, she hadn't graduated college, didn't go to college. And she 
was um, having a kid at 24 and really early, she would do nothing different. Someone told her, hey, why don't you sell insurance? I don't know who has these conversations with people. Like they always love to say these things like, oh yeah, I was talking to a friend and they were like, you should do this. I'm like, I've never had a friend just randomly be like, you should sell insurance. Like not anything other not anything other than like an MLM have has any friend ever been like (laughs) you should sell these knives with me or I have a bunch of these skincare products let's do it together have your own business okay Uh -uh. let me tell you about that cut coat straight out of high school okay (laughs) they know I I promise you it's like they have every calendar or on their calendar every graduation and they meet you in the parking lot. <laughs> for $199.99, you can get this entire box of cut code knives and you can make 3,000 times that if you go to everyone you know. <laughs> and everybody you know, they all come together, they watch you do these knives, they buy them for $49.99 because they like you. And right. once you exhaust that, that's it. How often do I need knives? Right. Thank like, you. you don't, I don't need the like a weekly knife subscription. I'm good. Thank I got you. these. I'm I good. just bought some from you. Just <laughs> gave them to me. So right. I'm, I'm good. Do you so have a sharpener? Vicky, <laughs> Vicky then becomes one of the top insurance salesmen in OC. Um, it has lots and lots of clients, and we see a familiar face in the background who we don't get to yet, but it is Lori Peterson, um, who is one of the other housewives. Gina's, we're back at Gina. Her husband, Matt, he's driving us this scene because her son wants to be just like his dad. His dad was an MLB player. His dad's dad was an MLB player and if Shane gets into the major league baseballs of America um, career or whatever I don't know right. um, if he do it too do what his daddy did then they will be only the third family to have three generations in the MLB or professional sports or probably MLB and that I mean that did sound kind of cool um her son didn't quite make it to that legacy it court i mean they say it in the episode that he does get drafted and his instagram bio it looks like he probably spent a good amount of time doing minor league baseball and great for him he now has his own business and is the ceo of that so we love to Mm -hmm. see sustainable income um and we move right on back to joe because gina all it is is basically like only people care about the only thing her husband cares about is her his son's career and the daughter's being mm-hmm. overlooked because she's like, if he's not, if I'm not playing baseball, nobody gives a fuck about me. And if I'm not a house, my mama doesn't care about me. Right. <laughs> and they apparently they <laughs> apparently they slipping the daughter five hundred dollars every now and then for doing okay. good stuff. And he's like, wait a minute, what what? <laughs> wait, <laughs> where did all this come from? <laughs> I didn't get nothing. Very of this. funny. They're very entitled children, but I had fun with them. Right. Um, so back to Joe. Slade wants her home but joe wants to be out partying we see her smoking cigarettes in the club with her friends having a good time and slate's putting his kids to sleep and he's very upset that she's not home first of all honey those are your children not mine right. you Thank basically you. just want a new mother for your kids how about you talk about their mother you have partial custody so you're not even a full-time <laughs> dad you're 50% part, and we don't even know if it's 50, if it's joint custody, 50%. Right. We know you have the kids when you film this scene, essentially. So Joe was like, right. why do I need to be home every night? I don't understand. And especially because now we know that there is some issues with Grayson's mom and Grayson and Slade. So you can kiss my ass asking Joe to be home one. to be with show to be the mother of your kids when they have a mother and they're you're their dad. They're here for you. Ooh, the the blackest part of mine is what okay. it, like Listen. get out of here. That whole scene sent me try, uh, oof. 
Slade so has finally, always had audacity. He has so much. Like this whole episode, even he's like looking at Lori. Like I don't understand why she's not happy at home. I give her a nice big house that you want her to clean. By right. <laughs> that she can't leave. Thank you. Like <laughs> she knows no one there. Like okay. And she and I gave her a really nice car to drive, but she can't go anywhere because you want her home to clean the house. Okay. So yeah. What's the point of that? I have nowhere to go because <laughs> you want me to be at home. So there's oh, that. But then we meet Lori. She's working for Vicky. Vicky's like, I met her a few years ago. She was in the same situation as me. She's divorced. And mm-hmm. she has two kids that are living in the house. A third daughter who's old enough and lives in LA. We will get to that in a second. Ooh, um, sent she, me. Okay. You can be quiet. I'll have to tell. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I was like, no, no, no. Ooh. But Lori is um, divorced. She's waiting on a settlement, a cash settlement from her first divorce. She hasn't got anything yet. So this the leave her very nice, beautiful home that we see later that she goes and tours like the neighborhood. And like, I miss my house and the life that we had. She had to sit her kids down, tell them about the divorce. Her son took it really hard. Her daughter apparently did too, because she's still entitled and is a brat. But she mm-hmm. had to do this on her own. So Lori was like, I need to make money fast. And I went to go work with Vicky and she didn't have a lot of you know other options. And Vicky nicely shocker took her in (laughs) let her do the you know work for her and gives Mm -hmm. her a nice paycheck and she's able to get a a townhouse on her own it's smaller it's less than 2,000 square feet um as she said in comparison to her large multi almost 5,000 square foot home in Coto de Casa but she did it on her own and she has a sense of pride about that and I think that's great and you know it makes me want to wish and follow her divorce story and wish the best for Lori because she goes through a lot on this show because I've seen season three, so I know what goes on there. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. damn, three years, you went through a lot. I'm looking out for you, girl. Who is she the one? Because I'm I, I'm in and out of OC like that too. Is she the one that had the son that went through all the legal stuff? Yeah, Was it her? the legal stuff, the addiction stuff. She like leaves okay. in the middle of season three or four. Wow. Like she's like leaving leaves in the middle of filming because they could do that back then. It's like her and Dina like the only ones right. like, up and left. They were like no right. more. So, <laughs> so Lori left in like the middle of it and she explained it because like of family issues and things like that and mm. his, you know the addictions and stuff. Um, yeah. Felt really bad for her. She is uh, she seems like a good like a good gal on this show for this particular episode. Um, right. We uh, then move on to Joe and Slade having a convo at a nice little cafe about um, how Slade is a catch and Joe needs to be (laughs) grateful. And uh, uh, that's funny, him being a catch. And how he's like, I just want you to be more at home. And she's like, okay, but like everything you do, going out and flirting with girls and doing things and talking to people and having a sense of independence, I'm trying to do at night. You just do it during the day. And then you come home and you want me to just be like ready and happy to have you there. And I want right. to have a bit of a life and understandable. Seems like they're definitely just in two different places though. If they are going to be married, they might want to get on the same page. Um, they met and got engaged a little after a year of dating. So they did move fast and it seems like that's catching up to them now. Um, mm-hmm. Gina's son we get to the scene of him entering the MLB draft and they nice. were like the early rounds. And this is what made me laugh. I don't know why, because Gina says the early rounds, but like, that's where good money is. It's like 800 K. It's like pretty good money. I'm like, 
Oh, pretty. <laughs> First of all, nobody makes it into the draft. Like he's talking about how there's only about 36 rounds or 60 rounds or something, only like 60 picks, 30 picks. Not a lot of picks, not a lot of rounds, a lot of people who want to be in it. That seems right. like the odds are really, really, really stacked. And right. $800,000 coming out of high school? Honey, uh, $18,000 coming out of high school is a lot. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. Like, right. He basically did not do well in school or anything because of this. Uh, he, She was saying that he had to forego, like they bought a second house for 700K, about the price of someone's salary if they enter the MLB in the early rounds. They right. bought a second house so that he can go to a different school, but because he was not academically eligible his senior year, uh, he didn't get to play that year. And I guess it's going to hurt him because he's like, if I don't make it, it'll be a waste of 18 years. I'm like, you probably should have got a tutor instead of a $700,000 house in a Devon school district. Hello? I mean, look, what, who? Saying. Two whole parents. And neither one of them thought to make either one of these kind of adult decisions. But why is it that only one of the daughters is one of the kids is smart? She was like, "Oh well, right. we had the boys. We it was unnegotiable. It was non-negotiable that the boys would play baseball, so they can't be smart too." Like the right. daughters, like, okay, so I play a sport and I'm smart, and no one cares about me. But also, what made you think that he wasn't going to be like able to? Like, never heard of like the college track to the draft. He could have done right. that if he had some grades. Why was that the only option? Nobody right. else thought about that. And the, the fact that the dad was just like, oh, no, this is what he's going to do and didn't care enough to get his grades up or anything like that. It's, it, it, it speaks to OC. Yeah. Everything I know of OC, it all speaks to it. That's why he was in the minor leagues. I'm just saying. Uh, bloop, 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 bloop. Um, okay, so moving on. <laughs> Ashley, Lori's daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm and mm -hmm. moves back in. Oh, Gina's son doesn't make it in the first couple rounds. We know that, and we move on. That right. I'm like, oh damn, <laughs> sucks for him. She comes home with a dog, and her mom's like, "Oh, so you're here for like the weekend?" And she's like, <laughs> "Um, maybe longer." And she's like, I, "Like, are you planning on staying a while?" And she's like, "Temporary, but like permanent, like not that temporary." Here. She goes, so where are you going to sleep? I don't know. I'm right. the oldest. What does that mean to me, girl? Right. And Lori has to say you to her daughter. You have forfeited the home. <laughs> this Hello. is not your home you anymore. Right. I didn't consider you, you when I moved because you left. Right. We're in LA for a full year, working a job. You were working in retail. And Lori was so proud of her. Like, luckily, she's not home. Thank God. Because she wants <laughs> this whole change. Little do we know, it don't even matter. So Lori is like, I'm not giving up my bed. I'm like the audacity of this young girl that her mom had to tell her to her face. I'm not giving up my room for you. Right. Why was that ever? A, my mama would, I would never even think it. My mama would look me dead in my face. And go, I know you're not thinking what you're thinking. If I'm coming to inconvenience somebody, I automatically assume at least, like, okay, if I'm about to put y'all out this much, I'll at least be on the couch. Like you wouldn't even think to me right. to try to put somebody out of the room. Really? Right. That's, that's audacity to me. And she can and really had like a bad attitude thinking, what do you, what do you mean? Like, she's like, okay, we got three rooms here and it's already three people living here. Like, what are you, where are you going? What do you like, help me do this math. I don't get, it's Thank not adding you. up. Like, what do you think is about to happen? Well, I'm not sleeping on the couch. Uh, where are you going to sleep then? I'm, I'm, like, I'm well, not you can sleep with your sister. I'm not sleeping with a seven year old. Like, what do you think this is? 
Well, uh, let me tell you, a lot of people sleep in their cars. How you coming <laughs> to my house making that. demands? And she goes, right. basically, she just said she was tired of having to pay for her own life. She was wow. tired of paying her own bills. Her mom says, okay, well, I'll ask Vicky if you can get a job at the thing. Having a connection, that's nepotism. We like that. I'm like, great. Right. Good for her. She's giving you an offer. That's lovely. And she goes, well, fine. She goes, it's not about fun. It's about a paycheck. You have two weeks to find a job. Right. I thought you were gonna be in LA, right? I thought you were all the way in LA. Like you, you, I wasn't counting on you being here. Like what are we doing? My mama has only ever helped me because I was getting a degree, and she's like, "When that degree is over, that degree is supposed to substantiate you to get a paycheck that I do not have to provide." So Lori's like, "You got two weeks, get a job, enroll in school." then you can stay here. But you're not just going to be like laying on the couch. She goes, well, at least I have a built-in babysitter. And Ashley's like, if my mom thinks I'm going to be a built-in babysitter, she has another thing coming. No, your uh, job now is to work right. at the house. Right. That is your entire existence until mm-hmm. Vicky says yes. Uh, if she don't say yes, then it's your job until you find yep. your own. And then even after you get home from that job, if I need you to look out for these children that you just inconvenienced by moving into this house that they're supposed right. to be here and you're not, it's a wrap. You're going to do Boom. it. Thank you. Friday Boom. night, I don't know, but I hope I have no plans. <gasps> right. It's going to be you. Because it's the audacity for me. Thank you. The audacity. Speaking of audacity, Gina <laughs> doesn't go to her own son's graduation because she has a charity <laughs> that she plans every year. Because they go, it's been on the calendar for months. Your son's graduation has been on the calendar for 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you knew he might do that one day when you enrolled him in kindergarten. And he, like, we she, knew that. <laughs> and she said, I mean, I'm not going because he doesn't have any honors or anything. And I'm like, wow. Ooh. Oh, boy. That is a right. lot. So yeah, (laughs) I didn't feel bad for him most of the episode, but this made me feel kind of bad for him because he's just like by himself having his own like little private pool party. Yeah, that hurt. It was, it was, it was. I know it's background stuff. I feel like a lot more happened probably when them cameras weren't rolling. Because oh, of course. I mean, me, me thinking, uh, I'm sure Shane Keogh, if he wanted to have a good time, he probably went and had a good time with his mom at the charity, and he mad at her. And daddy's not there because no one cares unless it's an accomplishment. And he's like, but I love that Bravo put on there Shane's graduation party. And it's just him (laughs) laying in a floaty. I said, y'all are so foul since the beginning. Right. (laughs) The editors win every time. They win every time. Honestly. Um, Joe has the most organic housewife entry I've ever seen towards the end. She Love is <laughs> so scared looking at this like canteen the type of place. Like, look, a nice like, place that you get margaritas, have wine sangria in the middle of the day. And mm-hmm. she's like, do I go up to them? I think right. I do. <laughs> and it was this moment when she's about to walk up to Kimberly and her friends that I realized back in the early Housewives days for a few seasons, there is no ensemble. They are, we're all watching their individual lives take place. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get a lot of like, this group, this group, they always say, like, we're a hard group, this group, they, there's none of that. It is simply- It didn't exist. This is organic. It right. is simply walk down the stairs. I, I know this is going to sound like a really weird and strange, crazy question, but <laughs> do you guys live in Coto de Casa? 
And they're like, <laughs> we do actually. Yes, right. we all live there. Kimberly, again, leading it. She's the queen of this. Smallest mm. house, white refrigerator. But she over here. <laughs> Where? Yes, we live in Cota de Casa. Do you? And right. she's like, okay, I just moved here and I don't know anyone. Come sit down. Sit down. And I'm like, well, I know this I mean, is real. This is nothing right. like what we know. Nothing. Vicky this, has I mean, this ever <laughs> liked the new ever oh no this was the most like i th- i made sure i wrote that down too because i was like okay whoa like we haven't seen anything like this maybe yep. s- since <laughs> i don't know yes. if you ever saw that again because that was the most like like literally housewives meeting on camera on spot yeah. because you know now yes. the formula is oh you know we met at a charity event you know three two months years ago, ago we've been right. friends for been eight months so basically right. off season to now right okay like yep got it they called and, you and said we casted this girl we need you to come over and hang out with her right at least have a little bit uh, a little piece of friendship before these okay. cameras start rolling exactly got it. yes like this oh my was god everything. we're just so much best friends we've known each other three months and i'm right. like that is not a thing but right. so joe's sitting down and she's like i just got here and i have another friend like oh my god so is that a diamond is, that, is it yellow? It's a canary? And she goes, oh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, my fiance, we've been here about a little over a year, and you've been in the house? Even I was like, ooh, if only they knew. We are projecting. Right. But Kimberly goes, I could not have stayed in the house for a full year, maybe a few months. I'm like, girl, we know. Right. All of we Orange County back. didn't stay in the house. We know. Right. Hello. <laughs> Biggest houses, apparently, but no one could stay in them. Um, right. And she's Chill. like, Oh, yeah, yeah. And she says, Joe says in her confessionals, it's a yellow canary diamond. Apparently, that's pretty rare. Didn't know that. Apparently, it's really expensive. Didn't know that. $115,000 for Fashion <laughs> Island. Don't know what that is. Like, and I'm like, wow. I like Joe. She's over here, I like, know. He gave it to me. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Original, authentic housewife energy. Yeah. Like, she got you- ushered into this and had no choice. Right. Like, had no idea. She's like, oh, that it's like a, it felt like almost like a '90s rom com in a way. Like you, you, the woman meets the man that's like uh, comes from the the royal family or something like that. And you have to like make your way around and find your way through the social circles, but you have like right. no grace or etiquette or anything like that. It's literally like Joe becoming an OC housewife, like right before our eyes. Like we, yes. she, she don't know what's happening, and we don't either. And everyone else is just kind of like, okay we're we're really living this so just come on and we'll 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 pull you along as the season goes on because she's like what is happening right now yes okay and i'm like okay now they're friends and she's like yeah it's like sitting down with best friends and they're like yes here's what you do (laughs) kimberly's basically giving her advice she's like here's what you do new bff you call your man home in the middle of the day you buy some sexy lingerie you go mountain biking you do workouts and that (laughs) is how you get through the day and she's like, oh, okay, sure. And she goes, it's like having friends. I'm like, it was never that easy later, but right. for her. And I like seeing these other real housewives of like Orange County kind of women all mm-hmm. live there, don't speak, and look real regular. Like, that was also really fun for me. Right. Like, How do y'all live in Cota de Casa? But Kimberly, the only one that got to look like a 20-year-old at 40. Right. Because <laughs> Cheryl so to the right of her definitely was not giving me right the cause of barbie this was like prepping for tv wives right. like nothing else. this was this was not like 
everything about this, like we could do another episode about like the fashions alone because <laughs> it was a lot. It was exactly. a lot of moving parts to all of this going on. Yes. Like we, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so then we're back to Gina and Shane. He gets drafted in the 36th round. There's 36 sure. rounds. And his, <laughs> he says his dad's a little excited. We don't hear this from the dad. That's a red flag. And Gina's like, oh, right. wow. Uh, that's good news. And okay, good for you. you These flowers I got for your sister. I'm like, oh, wow. Why are you overshadowing your son's accomplishment to talk about your daughter's accomplishment when you already made your daughter feel like shit because you don't do much for her. I mean, we saw her go to her daughter's volleyball game, but her dad never goes. So it doesn't really matter. Like it's still like they both have their favorite kid. It's, it's crazy. And Cara's like, it's all about Shane. That's it. It's all I got for you. That's it. And I mean, I think she recently had a baby. So that's pretty awesome. Like, I love that she's doing so well and stuff now, but he makes it to the 36th round. Kara, Kara makes the varsity volleyball team and only three JV people makes it. So she got flowers and $500 because her mom told her, if you make varsity, I'll give you $500. Do you think so low of your kids that you have to basically (laughs) drive them to overachieve or just achieve? Right. Because it seems like she would have done all of that anyway. Right. So it was like, there, there was just her, 500 in her pocket. <laughs> right. Like, I don't understand that. And so, because the way Gina told it at the beginning was, Kara is good at volleyball. She likes it, but she's late. So she's not great. Right. And I'm like, okay, so, but if she made varsity, she is great. And she's right. like, where's my $500? Well, now, honey, you got a job, so it's okay. But right. Um, Kara's like, uh, it should have been, if you get an A, that would have been a harder one for you to get. And I'm like, again, tutors, less than 500, less than $700,000 house. You get someone $20, $25 hour, $25 an hour, two or three times a week. And the man might've actually done some things. Just saying. Right. And we don't even know if the boy couldn't figure it out. He might just not be in his room doing his damn work. Right. Like at it, it, the very <laughs> least, you wouldn't be riding so hard on him to get into the MLB because he has nothing else. He would have had something else. Right. Right. Okay. At least in education, at the bare minimum. Okay. A friend of mine's husband, now husband, is in the NFL. He plays for, I don't remember, I don't know sports, but he <laughs> got a whole computer science degree. Like he went, he like at his school, like he mm-hmm. was, and he graduated because he's like, okay, I'm going to have two things going for me. So if I ever retire right. or ever get out or don't make it to the draft because he didn't make it right away, I have a backup plan. Those are good. There are like whole like NBA players and stuff that are like actively getting like advanced degrees while they're in the NBA. They're like, look, I'm not about to look. CTE is real. I'm not about to go through all this and, you know, not know what's coming next for me. I'm about to have a whole nother degree. So when I get out of here, I'm going, I'm starting my own business. I'm investing. I'm going to be a, a, what's it called? A a venture capitalist. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. What I'm not going to do is. Uh, sit up and let the I'm not gonna be Allen Iverson right (laughs) some kind of sports announcer things like Mm -hmm. that where they know what they're good at but they know it requires some things some kind of experience like that's why I thought it was so weird that they were treating his graduation of high school like it wasn't a big deal like that's actually an accomplishment that's something that needs to be celebrated when people complete schooling they should be celebrated for that because their entire life lots of people don't Right, and it's a good thing that he did because apparently we're looking real touch and go, so we should celebrate. Right, let me. I want to ask you something actually. Sure, do you think just by like what we know of the housewives now, and you know, even like the past like five years or so, do you think now 
watching this episode, the first one of all of them, do you think housewives, even new people are a lot more conscious about the way their kids come across on camera now? Because this was like authentically like snobbish, highfalutin, like everything. I think so. And I think OC really set the precedent because you have like up until like probably season six that they were on some bullshit. Yeah. But they also wanted the kids to kind of play it up and be the bratty children because that's what we expected of rich white people, rich mm-hmm. white women to raise bratty kids, which I tend to not always agree with because I know plenty of housewives, rich or not, that because they're in the home more, their kids are actually not nearly as bad. Because right. they're like, honey, I'm watching you. I'm home. Right. I'm giving you the love. I'm making sure you do your homework. I'm cooking you dinner every night. Mm-hmm. So they have a really stable household usually. So mm-hmm. because the moms are stay-at-home moms, in which case right. these kids are just you know, the worst of the worst and everyone wanted them to play it up because we are talking about Laguna Beach. We're talking about the hills. We're talking about the city, which was like all these rich and privileged kids being, Mm. going into the real world going, I don't know what to do with this. What is a cell phone bill? How do we (laughs) turn on the gas? Like, that's pretty much what it was. But that was a thing that was marketable at the time. So, because I'm thinking even... Other Lori, the other one with the cuffs. I oh, know that's Lynn. Mm-hmm. Lynn cuffs. Lynn. Lynn and them kids. Whoa, boy. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. The drinking in the house. And she's like telling yeah. us, what are you going to do? They're going to drink. I'm like, uh, uh, that that's the oh. wrong answer. Right. <laughs> that's actually the not it at all. wrong one. Gina nah. was like, uh, you slap it out of their goddamn hands. Right. <laughs> and you say absolutely not. Because Gina was policing one of Lori's kids at a party, like it in season three or four. She's like, uh-uh, young lady, wait a minute. You're not old enough for this. Like, why is your guest parenting your child? That the most embarrassed you gotta have like if I got secondhand embarrassment watching it, I know, well, at least I hope you had embarrassment watching it back. Like really, the drink. She was the fear of God was put in her. Why don't you have that? What are you doing? Right. And what's worse, and I'm not blaming Lynn for this. Unrelated, like enter, enter, tab, space, space. One of her (laughs) kids is absolutely struggling with a lot of substance abuse and Mm -hmm. being in out of jail and things like that. And it's sad, but that starting early, it's dangerous for very many. It's hard for them to stop. And they get, especially when they're drinking through the times of hormones in high school, because they're doing Mm -hmm. it to be cool. They're doing it to hang out. They're doing it to fit in. But they're also like, they're most of them are the amount of depressed cases that there are in high school is an an underdiagnosed though diagnosed it's still astronomically high like there are, i think something some statistics was like it's more depressed teenagers in high school than the amount of like postpartum moms or something which a postpartum is already insanely high but right. high schoolers are rapidly being diagnosed with depression if they even have the resources to even get that kind of di- diagnosis because mm-hmm. of the hormones and the peer pressure and the the and social media has only made it worse so Ooh. i can't imagine <laughs> what it would have been like for them but like lynn put your foot down girl like it's not right. that hard but i i i definitely think you're right i think it definitely put a pressure on these parents to make sure their kids and they they look like good parents doing it because we all know that for instance Ryan Tamra's son is the devil. But oh yeah, <laughs> Tamra is like I've always actually thought that she was a decent mom ish, like mm-hmm. with the exception of Sydney because I really I feel like her pain is very real. 
I yeah. do feel like Tamara has tried so hard to make right by her oldest son because she feels like she wronged him because he didn't get that cushy life that she gave her other kids. And I hate that she bottled so much guilt because she mm-hmm. did the best she could and his entitled rotten ass absolutely doesn't deserve to make her no. feel, for her to feel guilty. Because he's like, yeah, I didn't get what my not. brother did. But you're a grown man. Can you stop crying about your childhood? Right. Your mom did the best she could. She had you. She kept right. you. She kept you safe, alive, and well. And when she did give you some kind of male influence, though Simon's a piece of shit. But at the times <laughs> that he was being around him, he was not a piece of shit. Simon right. was like, you need to get a job about that. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. So, kiss my <sighs> ass, Ryan. But I think Tamara has always been like, let me try to show that I really care about my kids and that I want better for them and I'm going to take them to the life coach X, Y, and Z. Yes, because these kids in the first season, first episode are nightmarish. Absolutely. <laughs> I did, They've been, oh boy, you just brought Oof. up Ryan. I, oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Him flusters me. I know. Every, I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> we end this episode with Joe calling Slade pretty fake, but calling Slade allegedly, quote unquote, to come home midday and do what Kim said and give him a little bit of a strip tease in no lingerie, just like a really slutty outfit. Like, not a slutty yeah. outfit. It was really just a black dress. It was like what she wears to the club. Right. And <laughs> does a strip tease in a leopard cowboy hat and a feather boa, a pink one. And I guess it worked because she ripped her top off and we cut to black. And man, oh man. I thought, I want to know your thoughts at the end of this episode. What did you think about the episode overall? And what did you, what do you think it contributed to Housewives as a franchise? Because to me, what I got was, I get it. I get how we ended up where we are now. Oh, absolutely. And I get how we're bored and we have Bravo fatigue because this is so (laughs) real and authentic, but you will never be able to duplicate this. You got to put hidden cameras in the house at this point. Right. You, it's, it, well, the problem is all these shows now, like, I feel like Bravo is so scared to jump away from what they know. And so like, we're so used to people that are so used to the rodeo that now 10 12 years later they're still doing the same stuff that they were when they first got on the show and they're sitting back they're letting new people do all this it's like why are we getting whole seasons of stuff now where the friends are contributing more than the actual housewives are Mm -hmm. like that's concerning to me like Sutton got a whole peach I mean, not what what they diamond. diamond yes, <laughs> got yes. a whole diamond because one, she deserved it the first go round, but then two, she wasn't even supposed to have it this season. But she show she performed so well that now she's in the opening credits. Like really, Atlanta. We won't even talk about Atlanta because the, the the stuff that we've seen, like nothing without these friends, right? And the new it's girl like almost, who has every nothing to lose. Hello, <laughs> we love we love a housewife with nothing to lose. Now that's uh, like all we need is imagine if like they hit the reset button like they did on new york uh what was it season five or whatever if mm-hmm. they hit the reset button on a lot of these seasons we would get such new fresh like we it wouldn't be fatigued anymore like we were so happy consuming salt lake city this past year that like we didn't know what to do it just gave and gave and granted they've had like you know 10 plus years to watch other people in action but even still, they felt authentic enough with the exception of one, and now we see why. Uh, mm-hmm. They felt authentic enough that, you know, we we were interested the entire go-round. One of the best 
rookie seasons we've ever seen. So, man, it makes me, it's all, it made me such like, so nostalgic watching this because it's like, okay, I know we can get back to this, but is Bravo going to have the, the gumption or the, yes. the strength to actually pull the, you know, pull the curtains back and pull the plug and actually get with it. Like, give me, make the firing decisions, make the hiring decisions, do something. Cause you know, we, if we've seen these people for 10 years and they haven't given the same thing for eight, it might be time to let them go. Mm-hmm. Just I agree. <laughs> I just, I get it. I understand. I would want this type of vibe replicated in so many other places. I get why so many started and how so many became great. And now mm-hmm. towards the end, I think that, I think two judgy girls has always said that um, everybody should only get like four seasons because that's when their arc happens. I think it becomes mm-hmm. very overproduced and they know the game. That's why I'm not mad that Tamara left, but I would mm-hmm. like to see just new cities. I actually think you should probably get rid of every season and every city after probably like eight years. I don't think that you have anything new because the cast, <laughs> you would have casted everyone you found in- interesting the first five years. So, right. Because let me tell you something about Dallas. Apparently, if this was all you got, this was all you have. Right. There is it's, no other cast. It definitely might be time this to go it. on. Right. So, <laughs> we moving around. Go to Houston. Go to San Antonio. Maybe Dallas. I don't know. Go anywhere else. I think you should probably move them on. Because what the, there's magic in this episode one, even for a pilot that I've never seen. Mm. Poorly shot zero budget never heard of this place and i was riveted more than i would have been this past season of oc if i had watched it right didn't even bother yeah (laughs) no exactly so y'all that was episode one season one of orange county the first installment of my rewatch rewind uh series that i'm doing don't know what season it was city i'm going to next if you've watched any recently comment on this episode and let me know where you want me to go next and we'll try to i'll try to do that but this was very fun i'm going to do every single housewife city um i cannot speak sorry my graves is acting up <laughs> so much my brain fog is like next level but i will be doing every single city and even probably some first season one first season episode ones of other non-housewife shows like southern charm or maybe maybe to Med- maybe married to medicine even married to medicine Ooh. houston if i can find it so i don't i think it might be i actually on. like them i yeah, like them when they were too. on i liked it mm. too so that's why i would like to watch married to medicine dallas if that became a thing tiffany can mm-hmm. go there and y'all can scrap the whole rest of it because yeah like i I'm think we're at that, that. point yeah. yeah. So <laughs> y'all tell me where we should go next. Where are we flying to? Should we go in order of how they were presented? What do we do? So let mm. me know in the comments of this episode. And Kendra, can you please tell people where they can find you, listen to you, and get to know you more? Of course. So I'm Kendrick. You can just either search my name in Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart, all the major platforms. You'll find my podcast, me and you, the Housewives of Marvel 2. Follow me on Instagram, Housewives Marvel Podcast. I drop new episodes every Thursday and every Saturday. Thursdays, I usually do a, a reality TV roundup episode. So I'm talking all your favorite Bravo shows. Uh, you, mm-hmm. I do everything from like Bell Collective, like the the Carlos King shows, uh, Little Women Atlanta. I'm talking all mm. things Bravo, all all the things. And then for uh, th- Saturdays are usually my my comic booky kind of stuff. So like I'm doing mm-hmm. like the Disney Plus Marvel shows and all Love that kind it. of stuff. So, so there's some Falcon, for everybody. Falcon, Winter Soldier, we're yes. doing 
um wandavision, WandaVision mm-hmm. very good show i love that whole thing that yes. was fantastic didn't know she was an Olsen <laughs> sister and that makes a lot of sense it so, took all of us years to even like make that oh, connection no, it's like, it. oh wait what yeah and she acted yeah. acting i get it because right. michelle was a treasure so i get it oh yes i oh, won't I even was, try to limit them there. to only michelle but i get it i mean they act in right. that family so that's some good genes over there some good stuff what's your favorite right. marvel uh comic and then marvel of the cinematic production Ooh, so comic i've, I've always been a huge x-men fan so <gasps> like, that's my favorite i yes, I, I, that's always so obscure people who's your favorite marvel like it's not the ones you like i like, guess not the right. superheroes i love i love x-men i will watch X, mm-hmm. any of them all the time i'm waiting for them to come into the mcu i'm still just like give them to me because i need somebody to do them right like mm-hmm. somebody can do them right. I know they can. So they have an arc called uh, House of M, which is like what WandaVision is like loosely kind of based on. Not really, but like same like major kind of story arc. Uh-huh. So that was my favorite. So I was happy to get that. Uh, actual movie, probably Winter Soldier, the second Captain America movie. Nice. Love that one. It was so, even to this day, I can watch it. It still holds up. So I I love it. I can probably I can talk. People slide my DMs all day and talk Marvel. I will talk you your head off about Marvel. Anything yeah. Marvel related. I love talk. it. <laughs> Listen, my my cliche, but my favorite of the like the cinematic universe like movie mm-hmm. is Black Panther. But I can say oh, that course. because I recently my friend and I and my fiance we watched all of the. Avengers, like mm-hmm. all of them, we just watched them all, <laughs> Ooh, okay, <laughs> uh, and worked through them over a couple of days, and loved so many, all of them, loved the yes. characters. I love little Easter eggs. I love an Easter egg at the end. Mm-hmm. It's still to me, Black Panther is one of the most well done things I've ever seen in my life. I thought it definitely was money. I watched it eight times in theaters. So nice. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, one of those I people too. I'm a multiple goer. <laughs> I was giving them my money every time I could. Every time I was like, oh, I yes. haven't seen Black Panther. I'll go with you. I'll yes, go. I'm that person. I think I only, I only got the theaters, I think four times to see Black Panther. Yes. But I was I was there. I was like, oh yes, this is this is everything. And then they followed it right up with Infinity War. I was like, okay, Marvel, y'all are doing it for me. Y'all are doing it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. And yeah, that I love that. But other than that, X Men was my favorite movies growing up. I grew up on them. I mm. like to read about them. I love the X Men. Um, because I, and I still am actually, I, I would like justice for, um, Jean Grey. I love Sansa Stark. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> this was not the right move. And it could have been, she looked like it. I got the vibe, but yeah, give it to me because I absolutely love that woman. So yeah, Phoenix, they need that to- made me mad. That's why I'm excited for like, cause you know, MC, the MCU, the cinematic universe, they haven't done the X-Men yet. And so I'm so ready for the mutants to, you know, come into the MCU. Cause I know they're going to get it right. I need them to knock that cast out of the park. Mm-hmm. I need them to, you know, no, no shade to uh, <laughs> any of the storms that have come before, but I need them to get storm. Right. I need them to get Wolverine. Right. I need them to get everybody. Right. Like don't play with me. And I'm, I'm very passionate about the, the X-Men. So. I agree. <sighs> Listen, I've had so much fun with you. Thank you yes. so much for being here. I had of a course. great time. Thank you for staying with me way too long. Y'all, we've been recording <laughs> for over two hours, but I've had so much fun. I can't wait to have oh you back. Oh my God. 
Yes, I'm ready. When I'm talking about bachelor or anything, I'm coming. Yes, you know, you absolutely. Don't, you don't have ready. to invite me. Just tell me. Just send me a, a Zoom and I'm there. <laughs> like, okay, so we're doing it today. Okay, right. Great. I'm coming. in 12 hours. And you look, right. okay, great. So thank you I'm like, so Mom, much. I can't make dinner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, please go follow Kendrick. Listen to him on all the things. I am off to do homework and prepare for my birthday. If you haven't heard, Ooh. it's about to be that. Um, <laughs> yes. Y'all. As always, take care of yourselves. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home. If you feel sick and you are a carry, please do stay home. Um, uh-huh. Don't want that for anyone else, and don't want it for you. Don't be like her. And if you don't, yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go to the Hot Topics episode mm-hmm. and listen to that and find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, y'all, take care of yourselves and each other. And in honor of my birthday, be nice to someone else on the street or me. I don't know. Either one. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to another bonus episode of Mixing with Moni. If you like what you hear, feel free to let me know by following me at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I on Instagram and Twitter and tell me your thoughts and feelings. If you love it so much, you just can't get enough, feel free to rate me five stars and leave me a little review on Apple iTunes podcasts so other people just like you can find me and our little mixer. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.